book, first book is always the hardest. And then after you get through that, the, the books that come after are much, much easier for the author to write. And you hear those self-doubts kind of not as, as loud. Yes. I mean, they still come up for all of us through each book from time to time, but not as loud as the first book. The first book is where most of those blocks come in. Welcome to Intuition Unleashed, a revolution in personal liberation. The go-to podcast that helps you access intuitive guidance combined with mental health and spirituality. Let your intuition guide you and unlock a life of true liberation. And now your host, Beck Nelson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of Intuition Unleashed, a Revolution in Personal Liberation. Today, I am very excited to have on my guest, Shanda Trofe. She is the founder of Transcendent Publishing. I am so excited to have Shanda on because, well, we'll get into this, but she has helped me so much with my, my first book that I have published and now my second And she has helped so many people. I'm so excited to have her on. Um, So Shanda has been helping in aspiring authors reach their writing and publishing goals since 2012. Her passion lies in assisting authors in tuning into their messages for their life's work by creating viable businesses through authorship. She enjoys working with her clients from idea to publication throughout the entire process. Totally. To date, Shanda has published and launched over 500 number one best-selling books for her clients and has mentored thousands of authors through her online courses and coaching programs. And in her best-selling books include Self-Publishing Success, Authorpreneur, Write from the Heart, and over a dozen co-authored books, including Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller, All In. Oof, that is an impressive bio. So I am excited to welcome Shanda Trofe. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It, you know what? I was just saying before we get on here that I love this because Shanda has helped me. Seriously, the first time I think we actually started talking about my book, it has now been close to two years ago now, which is crazy to me. And I love the fact that I can sort of give back. And now I'm the one who's asking questions because you have always been there for me. And I'm so excited about that. So I am so excited about that to be on the other side because there's so many times where I've wanted to ask you more questions because I've read your books, I have spoken with you and I'm like, how do you get from here to here? So the the idea of this podcast is seven questions in seven minutes. And as we already know, this is the running joke. I love to talk and I love to ask people questions. So it's really difficult for me to stick to seven questions in seven minutes. Particularly when I already know somebody. So um, we'll do the best we can, but (laughs) Um, so (laughs) let me start off and we will use them as a rough guideline. So let me start off by asking um, who your ideal client is. That's a tricky question because I work with authors at different phases. So I have two different sets of clients. I have um, on one side, I have the aspiring author, someone who has an idea for a book, but doesn't know where to begin or how to get started. And for that person, I work with them to help pull that idea out of them and through the book writing process to get them ready for publication. And then on the other side, I have authors who come to me who already have a manuscript and they want to publish their book. And that's when 
um, my services with Transcendent Publishing come into play and we take them from having a manuscript to best-selling author. So it just depends uh, which audience, but I work with authors at all different levels. So truly your ideal client is anybody who says, I know I have a book inside me. Yeah. Someone that has a desire to share their message with the world. Um, you know, they have this idea and they have this intention to to help others by getting their message or their story out there. Okay. That is a wide variety of, of people, me included. And yes. uh, what is the, the problem that you solve for this ideal client? Well, I would say definitely for the one who has that idea placed inside their heart is I help that I help pull that idea out of them and I help them get started writing because for many people, they don't consider themselves to be trained writers and that's okay. You don't have to be a trained writer to write a book. That's like the number one thing I want people to know. Um, Many of us are called to write books. Many of us, uh, I, I believe the experiences that we walk through in our lives are, we go through those experiences because we're someday uh, meant to help someone else in a similar position. And a book is a great way to do that. So anyone who has been through any, overcome any adversity or has, um, you know, a, a story to tell, or maybe wants to utilize a book just to help their clients, maybe they're a professional. There's so many different different reasons why they might want to write a book. But I, I think the the main thing that I always want authors to know is they don't have to be a trained writer. They they just have to have this desire and this message to share. I think that also from my own personal perspective and what I've also seen about how you work with other people is that problem a lot of times is that inner voice that says, nobody's going to want to hear what you have to say. You're not a trained writer, like you said, and, and how am I going to do this? And you really work to tease that out of people to help figure out what that is and also quiet that voice. Yeah, actually, I was I started in publishing and the author coaching came later once I realized that almost every single client. I was working with came up against the same blocks and the same fears. Everyone at some point or another through the book writing process gets riddled with self-doubt. It's it wouldn't be natural otherwise, myself included. We all think who's going to want to read this? What what will my family and friends think? You know, is this any good? And you it really is helpful to have someone there along the way to let you know you're not alone and that you know, your book is good and your message is meant to be shared with the world. And it's not meant to be perfect when you write your first draft. That's why there are book coaches and editors and all of those people out there that will help you over time craft it into a book that the world's ready for. It doesn't have to be perfect. And, and so many times authors, especially when they're first getting started, put so much pressure on themselves because they think they have to write this perfect first draft. And per first drafts are not meant to be perfect. It's just kind of like that Shannon Hale quote. One of my favorite quotes is, I'm sho uh, shoveling sand into a sandbox so I can later build the castle. And so writing the first draft is just that. You, you're putting the sand in the sandbox so that later you can build the castle, which is the book. So it doesn't have to be perfect. We just have to get past those blocks and those fears and that self-doubt and get started. Oh, and you're so awesome at that. You have so much patience. And I don't just mean like patience, like you pretend like you really do have patience unless you, you know, behind the scenes, <laughs> you don't, but ooh, 
And when people are, you, so you kind of talked about a lot of problems. And so a lot, some of those are they're just a lot of them sound like their own blocks, their own internal blocks, really. Yeah. And yeah, I would say that, that definitely is the number one problem that authors face through the book writing process is moving past those internal blocks and fears that arise. When you have people for additional books, I'm sure people come back to you more than once. Mm -hmm. And do you still see that block, that same block with that person every time? Or do you kind of see it over time, each book get better? It gets better. I think the first book is always the hardest because authors just don't know what's going to happen. And they always expect the worst. They think, you know, they think that nobody's going to like their book or they're going to put it out in the world and, and nobody's going to buy it. And once they realize and they see that, oh, I in the end, they look back, oh, this did turn out out to be a book that's going to help people and that people are going to want. And then they start getting that feedback from people who read the book. It, it boosts your confidence. So the book, first book is always the hardest. And then after you get through that, the books that come after are much, much easier for the author to write. And you hear those self-doubts kind of not as, as loud. Yes. I mean, they still come up for all of us through each book from time to time, but not as loud as the first book. The first book is where most of those blocks come in. You included? Myself included. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, know what, I was writing um, self-publishing success. And this is after I published 500 books for my clients and worked with thousands of clients. And I'm sitting there writing it and thinking, what if people think, who am I to write this book? You know, I'm getting imposter syndrome, syndrome, writing a book that is my area of expertise. And then I thought, well, <laughs> if I can have this feeling, knowing how many authors I've worked with and, and how many books we've worked to publish, I can just imagine how my authors feel. And so it's natural. I think it's natural for anyone through the book writing process. I, I have a book in my head about imposter syndrome, and it's called When Are You Going to Figure Out You Bought the Wrong Book? Ah, I love that title. Now I just told everybody. Now nobody can take that. All right. <laughs> Do you know about a valuable free action that the audience can implement that would kind of help them to start to work through that? The free action that we all have that people don't realize when they're wanting to write a book is their intuition. So one one of the ways that I work with, I encourage them to tap and tap into that guidance that's available to them. Because I firmly believe that those of us who are called for books, that idea has died our heart for a reason. We've been, you know, we're, we're being called to a greater purpose. And it's up to us to answer that calling and, and write the book. And so if we can tap into the guidance that's available to us and our intuition, it makes it a lot easier to to get that story out. So one of the things that I always recommend that authors do um, when they have an idea or aspiring authors and they don't know how to get started is, you know, just take some time to quiet the mind, maybe do a little meditation, call in that help from your spirit guides and your, your spiritual team, call in the angels, your guides or wherever your faith may lie and ask that, um, you know, all of the ideas and what's meant to go in the book and what's meant to change the lives and help others comes to you and through you with grace and ease. And then after you've done that, pick up a journal and just start journaling out as many ideas as possible related to your book idea. 
And you'll be surprised at what comes through when you ask for that guidance and that help. So tapping into your intuition is that free, that free tool that we all have that I think sometimes people forget that it's available to us. And then go back to that self-doubt from like two questions before where people are don't trust their their intuition that they're getting or the messages are getting. Yes. <laughs> a lot of times that'll come up as well. Do you find that with a lot of authors that people who talk about whatever their message is in their book, that they feel like that's sort of been uploaded, downloaded, whatever you're going to say from their intuition? Absolutely. Especially because I work with many spiritual based authors at Transcendent Publishing. That's how we started was back in 2012, I founded Spiritual Writers Network. So the first I'd say, I don't know, five to eight years, we published primarily spiritual topics. Many of the authors were um, channeling and downloading um, messages. And so that's that's one of the ways that most of our authors feel that they get the the guidance for their work. And I really do encourage that. I encourage that you you tap in. Not everyone has the gift to channel or knows how to, to open up to channel. The next question is a one valuable resource that you can direct people to that will help you with that issue, particularly if you have one on your own website. Yeah. So one thing that I offer is my free book writing planner. So if you go to www.bookwritingplanner.com, you can download. It's a 37 page download and it's filled with templates and everything to help you develop your book idea create a plan of action for moving forward with your book. Um, there's templates to outline your book in there. There's, there's so many valuable tools inside of it. And I give it away for free for aspiring authors at bookwritingplanner.com. Awesome. Thank you. I'm going to keep playing with fate and put my video back on. <laughs> so what is one question that I should have asked you that would be of great value to your audience that I didn't? Oh, one question you should have asked. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, what could somebody do if they have an idea for a book? They just get started. One one of the things that I think a lot of times aspiring authors do when they have a book idea is they don't start because one, they don't know where to begin, but two, they think they have to have everything um, flushed out before they begin. So you could simply start with, um, you know, the brainstorming session, see what comes up. And, and then maybe just start by writing the introduction to your book, right? Uh, you know, the opening to your book and with the intention of sharing a little bit about yourself, what inspired you to write the book in the first place, you are, who the book is for and how it's going to benefit your reader. And if you take the time to just write that opening paragraph or not paragraph, but chapter, essentially, what what will happen is it really sets the tone for what's to come. It helps the author realize what's meant to go in the book. And you establish a few things. You know, now you have a strong introduction, your book is for, and you know what benefit they're going to get to dive in. And it really sets the wheels and momentum going once you get that introduction written. Awesome. Okay. Number seven, because this is the podcast about personal liberation, what is your personal definition and understanding of personal liberation? I would say for me, personal liberation means being able to use my voice and the gifts that I have in a way that inspires change for things that are meaningful and important to me. Um, so for me, that 
means helping authors realize that their voice matters and that their message matters and, and that they can do this. So that's why I I teach and I coach and I write books is so that I can I can use my knowledge and my gifts through my voice and the written word to get that message out to those who are benefit. Speaking of like personal liberation, when is the is 2012 you said that's when you started? 2000 Yes, 2012, 11 years ago. And is that the last time that you actually worked for somebody else as an employee? No, actually, while I was building my business, I still, at the, in the beginning, I still held a job until I decided to go all in in my business. And then when I went all in in my business, that's when it really took off. But I spent a lot of time in my 20s not following my passion because I was trying to do what everybody else told me I should do. People told me growing up as somebody who was interested in writing and and wanted to be a writer, oh, don't do that. You'll never make any money doing that. Or what are you going to do with that degree? So I didn't pursue it the first time around. So I spent a lot of time in my 20s trying to figure out what I was supposed to be doing. I got my real estate license and I got my esthetician license and I got all these different licenses. And I I finally, when I was in my 30s, went back to school and said, I am just going to do what I want to do finally. And then that's when I was, I enrolled in a creative writing program. And I was two years into the program when I got the idea for Transcendent Publishing. Well, actually, Spiritual Writers Network first. Shortly after I developed Spiritual Writers Network, I realized, so what Spiritual Writers Network was, was I wanted to have a platform for anybody who had a message to share with the world, a place to share their message for free. And I wanted this free platform where writers could come together, not just writers, but the light workers of the world, the teachers, the healers, they could come together, create, create a a profile and then share the writing publicly and file it into different spiritual categories. And within the first month, I had over 3000 registered writers. And so I realized that I wanted writers even more. So I went to multi-author books. So I had to learn publishing. So that's how I learned publishing. And that's where Transcendent Publishing was born was from Spiritual Writers Network. So yeah, that's a very long answer to your question. No, no, I love it. I want to hear it. And is that, is, are those, uh, is that it still uh, available to read or is that off, not on the internet anymore? I think back in 2019 is when I retired Spiritual Writers Network. So it went for, did it for as long as I could, but it was taking so much time. Once my publishing business got as busy as it did, we published anywhere between 50 to 60 authors per year. So I didn't have the time to keep putting my energy to both places. So I ultimately had to retire um, Spiritual Writers Network and just focus on transcendent publishing and coaching authors. So I did end up shutting it down, but yeah, I went for about seven years. Wow. And when, when you say that, you're talking a lot about spiritual writers and and light workers, would you say you specialize in that? Or is it kind of across the board? Yeah, now it's across the board, but that's where I started. And that's, I have a fondness for those types of books and, and those types of authors. I'm very spiritual myself. So Transcendent Publishing has grown so much over the years. We get, you know, we get fiction books, we get healthcare books, we get business and entrepreneurs. And so we do, we do topics across the board now, but yes, it, it started with spiritual based topics. And I would say that's the majority of the past topics we have done. But when people write a book with you, it's still considered like an indie author, self-published. 
Yeah. So what we do at Transcendent Publishing is we offer, so the authors still reach to their work. They're still published through their own publishing accounts. We offer the package that includes editing, proofreading, interior design, cover design, and the launch to bestseller. Amazing. I know that I am so grateful for that because you brought me from like zero to hero in my own eyes. So I am so grateful for that. And I hope other people hear that because the other message that I'm hearing that you certainly do yourself is that uh, to follow your intuition and to give a hundred percent of, you know, one of the things I heard was once you stopped giving your energy into too many directions and focused it on your business, then that's when things really took Mm -hmm. off for you. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually wrote about that and all in the book behind me on the bookshelf, the one that went to Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller is that that was the turning point in my business. When I stopped giving my focus to too many things and I focused primarily on my business and growing my business, that's when things took off. Because when we're splitting our focus between too many things, we can't give anything our all. Amazing. Absolutely. I totally agree. Thank you for that. And thank you for giving us your energy today. I truly appreciate it. And I'm so grateful. I'm sure there are, would you say hundreds of authors that are so grateful to you and have and can credit you for getting their first book and, and subsequent books on the shelf because of your assistance? Oh, I can't take the credit. I always, you know, the credit's always to the author, but you know, it's, it's, there's no greater feeling than helping somebody dream come true and helping them get their message out in the world. So it brings me a lot of joy to work with authors like you. Oh, well, I am so grateful. Thank you. I know you have a lot going on and I appreciate your time today and um, your bio and your website and all of your books are They're going to be listed in our show notes. We can also see them on the, on the shelf right behind you. So Shanda Troff from Transcendent Publishing. We're happy to have you today and thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Intuition Unleashed. We hope you found it informative and thought-provoking. But before you go, we have a little challenge for you. Most of us have sneaky little habits that hold us back and trip us up, so why not take this not-at-all-uncomfortable quiz to find out what you do to derail yourself from achieving your goals and how you can call yourself on your own BS. Get to know your self-sabotage specialty and take the first step towards getting out of the way of your own success. Just visit becknelson.com forward slash quiz and take the quiz now. That's becknelson.com forward slash quiz. We can't wait to see your results. And as always, we'll be back next week with more Intuition Unleashed. Thanks for listening.